welcome to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Andrew Wilner, and I recently had the chance to catch up with Dr. Ken Tyler from the University of Colorado School of Medicine about the neurological impacts of COVID-19. Here's a brief snippet of our conversation that focused on the virus variants we're seeing. Here's Dr. Tyler now. Well, pretty much every virus, as it replicates in a host, accumulates mutations in its genome. This is generally because the process of reproducing or replicating the genome isn't perfect. And some viruses seem to make many more errors in that process than others. And I have to admit, if you had asked me before this all started where I would have placed the coronaviruses, which is the group that SARS coronavirus 2 obviously belongs to in this process, I would have said, that, you know, they were sort of lower down on the scale, meaning they didn't tend to generate, uh, compared to some other viruses, huge numbers of these errors. Now, obviously, if you have errors in your genome, and that encodes viral proteins and other things, some of those prevent you from replicating and just are not compatible with viral replication or viral transmission. But others can have the opposite effect, which is they can actually enhance the replication or transmission of the virus. And here, of course, even though the error frequency is low, we have so many people, you know, literally tens of millions in the United States alone infected with the virus that even rare events, of course, are appearing quite frequently. And there have been you know, a number of these uh, variants that have now been identified by mass sequencing projects in the UK and elsewhere, the overwhelming majority of the probably thousands of these that we've seen have no biologic significance, meaning they don't seem to be linked to anything. But there's recently been three, one called one isolated in the UK, one in South Africa, and one in Brazil that have gotten a lot of attention recently and are kind of considered uh, variants of concern is the term they use for them. And the reason is that it looks like clinically, they have an edge both in terms of the efficiency with which they're transmitted, and even a slight edge over, say, another circulating virus operating over time can quickly turn one of those viruses into the dominant uh, circulating species in an area. And that's what's happened, for example, in the UK, where the vast majority of isolates are one of these variants of concern. I think we'd be a little bit less worried if it was just transmission. But I think there have now been some studies that suggest that, at least in some of these cases, it's possible that these viruses may also be associated with a higher frequency of more severe disease. And that, of course, would be a great concern if it turned out to be true. That was Dr. Tyler talking about the variants of the COVID-19 virus. I'm Dr. Andrew Wilner, and to hear my full conversation with Dr. Tyler about the neurological impacts of COVID-19, along with other episodes, visit reachmd.com forward slash neurofrontiers, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.